Welcome everybody. We are broadcasting from St. Columbus College in Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM. My name is Georgia, and my co-hosts today are Annie, Zara, and Isabel. And we are here to give you all the inside scoop of what really goes on in our school's art department. We are joined today by our amazing drama teacher, Miss Devlin. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Georgia. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. <laughs> so, Miss Devlin, we are all passionate drama students, and everyone would love to know what was your experience growing up in the performing community. Oh, great question! I'm gonna dust the memories off. <laughs> um, look, I was that kid. I loved being the center of attention. It didn't really matter what it was for, um, and I started performing. In primary school, well, actually before primary school, I started off doing Irish dancing. Oh, my God. Um, interesting. Wow. <laughs> that was my, my first forte into uh, performing and then really getting into to plays. And I was that kid that, you know, when primary school did a production, the teacher had already cast me. Like they already knew. <laughs> yeah. They'd pretty much picked the play based around what I was doing. Love <laughs> yeah. Love um, yes, my big debut was as the evil stepmother in a reworking of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, amazing. Yes. Which I am still tormented over because oh. I had to sing You're Just Too Good To Be True into a hand mirror to myself oh, wow. on stage in front of about a thousand parents. That, that would have been good. fun. Peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, next question. Um, was drama something that you always wanted to pursue? Yeah, Definitely. It was just something that I love doing. I love learning lines. I love becoming other characters. Just that ability to express yourself but not actually have to be yourself. Yeah. There's something really liberating about that. And it was, you know, when subject selection came around, it was always my number one pick. Like mm. if I could have been doing it morning to night, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, we sure all understand because we all do drama with <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. What kind of performing did you do growing up? Yeah, so lots of different things. So lots of school productions. Um, I always wanted to be in the musical, but I wasn't a singer and oh, I wasn't so. a dancer. <laughs> um, so it was mainly like smaller productions in terms of like junior production, senior production, yep. uh, cabaret style things. Um, and then I was always backstage with the musical. Like I was also really into music, so I played in the pit. Um, oh. for a couple of the college productions and did hair and makeup and ran the Kit Kat Club for when we did cabaret and, you know, lots yeah. of pretty much if I could be involved and be around that domain, I wanted to be. That's good. Right. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So on to the musical genre. <laughs> of course. Uh, you were the director of our school musical last yes. year for Strictly Boring. Can I say it was an incredible performance and a sold out show. Like, come on. Like, yes. round of applause. Yes. Uh, and round of applause for you, Izzy. Oh. Like, you were on stage. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, how did you cope with like the process of it all? And do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners who are interested in producing something of their own, whether it's like outside the performing arts genre? <laughs> I think it's probably our catch cry in drama, but trust the process. Mm. It is one of those things that it's really hard to imagine what the finished result is going to look like mm -hmm. um but you know you have to have a vision and aim high because even if you have to settle on a few things you know it's still going to be um wonderful and just lean on everyone around you like mm -hmm. we are so fortunate we've got amazing community um incredible parents that get involved and support 
Um, I have to say my husband who painted sets on weekends <laughs> and bumped in equipment and dealt with me having existential crises every night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just have that support network and mm-hmm. believe that you can do it because at the end of the day it always comes together. Definitely. Yeah, do you have any of yeah. favorite your favourite memories from the musical? Oh, too many. <laughs> Is that like a, there's your favourite one? Just like one of them. Um, probably one. one of my favourites was one of the nights where I just kind of took the director hat off for a minute and was helping run backstage. And as much as I always yell at students not to dance in the wings. <laughs> it's like a little tear just, in your eye. <laughs> well, just once I joined in and I think it was um, play to win yeah. and did did the dance in the in the wings with the crew, um, which, yeah, had to be a highlight because then I got COVID in the second week and oh, no. didn't see the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we got to have those fun moments when we did. Definitely. Yeah. So if you are just tuning in, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM, broadcasting from St. Columbus College in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Georgia and my co-hosts today are Annie, Zara and Isabel. And we are currently joined with our lovely drama teacher, Miss Devlin. So Miss Devlin, do you see yourself working further within production in the future? Yeah, look, it's something that kind of um, is always in the back of my mind. It's really hard teaching and doing theatre at the same time because obviously they work in two different time periods. Mm. Uh, you know, one's a eight to three and the other is a you know, seven to midnight kind of gig. So it's something that I think the more I do school productions and the more I see that value in performing, that longing to get back into the creative space is there. Um, And, yeah, hopefully maybe one day I'll be able to find a way to juggle the two things. But at the moment I'm really lucky that I get to do theatre and direct and, um, you know, have that fun experience as part of my day job as well. I know we're talking a lot about um, the performing arts side of things, but is there any other particular art form that you really enjoy uh, besides performing arts? Well, actually, I'm studying pottery at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Fancy. Yeah, Yeah, so that's something that I um, kind of picked up as a little bit of an interest a couple of years ago and this year not having a musical have uh, committed to actually being able to study pottery, uh, you know, as a weekly thing. Um, and I can't say that I'm great at it, but it's such it's so nice to have a creative outlet which is dirty and you can, you know, you have to put your phone down, like you're not in front of a screen, you're just, you know, in that kind of zone trying to form a lump of clay into something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I can make vessels now, I can attach a handle and make some cups and things. Oh, that's, that's so, so awesome. cool. Um, so, yeah, almost at the end of my second term of doing that and, Hoping, hoping that my stuff will come out the kiln next week and be usable. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Um, who in the performing arts industry do you most look up to? Because like you direct, you teach. You know, is there anyone that um, inspires you? Oh, look, you guys will know that I'm terrible with names. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about people that inspire me, but I love Eddie Perfect. Um, I love the Australian performing arts industry, and I love people that are innovating and making waves and really kind of showing that Australia is a place full of talent and although we might be further away from the rest of the world and our industry is smaller, um, there is just such great talent and ability within that and, um, you know, it's so exciting to hear that Beetlejuice is coming to Australia. Yes, I'm How so exciting. Excited. I want to go see Oh, my God, I'm definitely seeing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so 2025 is going to be a great year for theatre. Um 
And, you know, just all of our local spaces, you know, I've always talked to you girls about the theatre that I'm seeing and, you know, getting out into our community spaces and seeing one-person productions and really looking at the way in which creative minds are coming together and innovating set and costume and, you know, it's just, it's great to be a part of. Yeah, I, I've... We recently went to a performance cactus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, quick question: What are your like? What are your opinions and views about um, how it went? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cactus is a piece of theatre written for young people, and that's such an important space to for us to be in. You know, the power of theatre is so important in terms of representation and having our own identities reflected back to us. And I think as a piece of theatre, that work was really cathartic to, you know, see things like periods being, uh, you know, actually represented on stage in a real way and, you know, not a taboo topic. And so it was a great performance. Um, definitely a few <laughs> eye-opening <laughs> scenes and it's wow. always, you know, always an interesting moment to sit amongst a group of students and watch something and go, Ooh, <laughs> why are we here um but that's that's the power of theater is that you get to experience something in that moment and it doesn't matter like you could take your parents to see it the next night and have a completely different reading of it yeah. and you know it, it's live it's real it's fleeting and so much of our lives these days is captured and recorded and you can watch it over and over and pull it apart and nitpick it but as long as theatre is existing in this space of live performance, then, you know, it really is a true art form and something that we can appreciate and we've lived that shared experience together now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for everyone that doesn't know, Cactus is a um, a play or like a drama production um, about um, feminine hygiene basically. <laughs> it's a little bit more than that. It's like it's like a lot of it's uh, and more like that. Yeah, yeah. it's mainly uh, revolved around uh, being a girl now. A teenage yeah, girl so teenage girl up. problems. Definitely relatable. Like, yeah. Definitely relatable to um, everyone that goes to the school, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 It's a two-person two play that was uh, recently performed at La Mama Courthouse um, and it does explore a you know, coming-of-age story and how young people respond to adversity when perhaps they're, um, you know, dealing with things beyond their years and being forced to grow up earlier than yeah. needed. So, Miss Devlin, on the topic of Cactus being a smaller production, what are your views on the contrast between large productions, say like Wicked, Mary Poppins, things like that, and smaller productions like Cactus? <laughs> Look, they're... You kind of have your foot in both uh, sides of the, the circle. I think there's something incredibly intimate about small productions and just the range of talent that goes into memorising lines and, you know, creating these implied characters and setting and worlds. And, you know, we can't have those big-scale productions without that that grassroots, that entry-level um, smaller theatre. So, yeah, it's amazing that, you know, we get, Wicked and these big West End shows, um, but also these big West End shows can be cookie cutters. You know, you yeah. can mm. see I've seen Wicked in three different countries and, you know, that's great. I'm very fortunate to have done that, mm. um, but that's just it. Like I've seen Wicked and the only thing that's changed is the countries and yeah. the people on stage. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's great that these big theatres allow for exposure um you know it's often people's first kind of 
um, experience of going to the theatre might be going to see a musical, um, but I just encourage everyone to get into your community and see those smaller productions and really it's such a different emotional impact and I think I've said it before but the catharsis of going to the theatre and Mm. being able to see those emotions echoed back to you and and connect with performers and feel something with them it's great for your mental health it's great for your creativity and your creative practice um and it's just a different level of things that you get from going and seeing something on the west end to yeah. you know yeah. going to your you know the clock tower or these amazing local theaters yeah definitely yeah. um for our listeners is there any advice that you would have if they're scared to put you know, take the first step into their performing arts career. Is there any advice that you would say to them? Just have a go. Um, I think particularly with our younger students, there's so much pressure now on the perceptions of other people and that fear of performing and fear of, you know, exposing yourself. But I just, from all of my experience, I don't think I've ever had a student perform something and then walk off stage and anybody say anything other than that was amazing because when you see somebody be able to put themselves out there and show their confidence, it inspires those around them. And nine out of ten times the people watching are going, I wish I could do that. And you can, anyone can. Definitely. That's the the best thing about drama is, you know, you talk to students when they get to university and they say, oh, I wish I had something that taught me how to do presentations or taught me how to, you know, be good at public speaking. And so many of my friends are in professional spaces now and they, you know, dread and lose sleep over having to give a presentation to your boss and that. And I just want to go back to every student and say, you have that That is what drama is. At the end of the day, it's about building your confidence. It's about learning how to step forward and be yourself or be anybody because you don't have to be yourself. You can be a character um, and just have that ability to speak in front of an audience. And it's a skill that I think we need more of. And I will 100% to the day I die advocate that drama is, you know, one of the most important subjects in school. Yeah, definitely. There's a a saying, it's like when it's scary to jump, that's exactly where you jump. That's exactly, that's your moment, it's your time. Yeah. That's when you do it. Yeah, so I 100% agree with that. And yeah. it's ne- it's never too late. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. and I have to remind myself of that as well. Like, you know, I've had gaps from performing in that, but it's never too late to get involved. It's never too late to join a local yeah. community group or, you know, even put yourself out there on on TikTok or Facebook or yeah, something. There's so many social media platforms. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's so many avenues in these days to, you know, explore that creative output. Definitely. Yeah. Technology is such a big thing. Yeah. And I feel like, th- I think that's the first step, honestly. Social media is such like a big platform. So yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Miss Devlin. It's been a pleasure to have you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Broadcasting from St. Columbus College in Melbourne, you have been listening to Columba Live on Live FM. My name is Georgia and my co-hosts today were Annie, Zara and Isabel. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed and found the information from today useful. And until next time, have a lovely day.